All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back to the Matrix Unveiled. I hope you guys are all doing great. Uh, so it's been a little while, a couple of days since I did a live stream. The last live stream I did was with Reality Files, and that was pretty awesome. But I wanted to talk about uh, some interesting stuff, um, some stuff that I've been noticing within different people's communities and there's a YouTuber that I wanted to talk about specifically. His name is Actualize.org. But before we talk about uh, Actualize.org, I want to just make sure and see the live stream actually did go out because sometimes the notification doesn't get. Okay, so cool. It's going out. So um, how is everyone doing? I hope you guys are doing great today. I didn't have uh, you know, an actual YouTube video planned out, something that I pre-recorded. Um, I was in the live streaming kind of mood where, you know, I can just speak from the heart and flow my energy and uh, deliver the message that needs to be delivered. So if you're in the chat, say what's up. I hope the music isn't too loud. I want to make sure that it doesn't get copyrighted, but I also want to have good music um, vibing for the uh, conversation and stuff. So what is up, Josh? What is up, Haska? How are you guys doing? So, um, yeah, I wanted to talk today about self-love and boundaries and understanding what self-love and boundaries entails. Um, so, oh, I'm getting a notification on my phone. So, okay, so self-love and boundaries, these are things that are so important for you to understand and for us to really concretely understand because the universe speaks and teaches us with different people. Okay, so if you're someone that is lacking in your self-love, what you're going to get is you're going to get people that disrespect you in the way that they act toward you. They're going to, you know, uh, be rude to you. They're going to be negative towards you. They're going to make fun of you, stuff like that. That's a big, ob obvious example of lacking self-love. People only act the way that they feel you deserve to be treated. So... I noticed when I started to do a lot of inner work and a lot of inner healing, and of course it's a process, um, I want to say hello to Gabby, hello to Dawn, hello to Joey, hello to Haska, I already said hello to Haska, hello to Paul, Joey, I think that's everyone that commented. So, self-love, okay? Self-love is when you know how to become strict with your boundaries, and you make sure that you're not being... Uh, taken advantage of or abused energetically or physically or mentally or spiritually, it doesn't matter. Any way that you're being abused, whether it be by your behaviors or by someone else's behaviors to you, that's going to be an indication of how much self-love you receive. So I'll give you a really good example. The dog that everyone loves in some of my videos, the, the cute little puppy, which you guys think that's, that's my dog. It's not my dog. It's my neighbor's dog. Um, that beautiful dog, everybody treats that dog with so much love and, and so much affection. Even in the comment section, people are like, that is the cutest dog in the world. And the reason is because that dog exudes love and it has self-love from within. And everybody picks up on that frequency of love. So we naturally are drawn to beings and to consciousnesses that have this loving energy about us and... If someone is lacking 
that love within them, you can tell because what happens is they kind of, they hunch their shoulders over, they're not really confident in the way that they present themselves, they're not uh, as sure of themselves, they're very easily taken advantage of, they go with whatever other people say, um, you know, so, and they're, they tend to be like the, the target in the group, so, um, a lot of times in like high schools or, you know, group friend groups, there's always that one kid that everyone seems to just think is like the loser or the weakling, the weakest one of the pack, okay? The weakest one of the pack may not be physically the weakest, but he's the weakest one because he has the least amount of energy, the least amount of self-love, okay? It all comes down to self-love because when you understand self-love, you understand everything is you, everything is an aspect of you, and you're only treated the way that you're meant to be treated. You're only treated the way that you internally feel about yourself. So, um, another good thing to uh, you know explain on this concept is some people they'll find you know they'll find themselves very negative or hateful towards others. And so, understand when you are being hateful or negative, or if you're getting angry at somebody else. You know, I get angry at people sometimes. Usually, just my family because those are the only ones that tend to trigger my energy the most, but understand when someone triggers you, that's a trigger within yourself. That's an energy field, a blockage within your energy that's coming up to be addressed. And it's, it's trying to get your attention saying, look, I'm here. I just need to be paid attention to. I need to be healed, reconciled. And as I'm reconciled, that energy will then be transmuted. So, um, that was a lot of information. I hope you guys thought that was insightful. But um, this kind of this this topic came to me because so as I'm running with clients, as I'm working with clients, one thing that I am making sure this is actually now I'm having to make sure because I didn't do this before um, is that when I do a certain session with someone that I make sure that they're on time. OK, this is something that I want you guys to all apply to yourselves as well. So if somebody is uh, supposed to meet you somewhere or you're supposed to have an appointment with them or you're supposed to talk with them at a certain time, 9 p.m., 10 p.m., whatever it is. What's up, Cameron? So um, if you're supposed to meet somebody at a certain time, you have to understand that a healthy person, someone that loves themselves, is going to respect that time and they're going to respect the time of another person as well. That's so key. This is something that's taken me a while to understand truly, but when you understand that your time is valuable, your time is essential. You only you you only lose time. You never gain time back. You can gain energy back, you can gain money back, you can gain friends back. You never gain time back. Time is always something that is decreasing. So when you make a commitment to someone, whether it be a client, whether it be a date, a relationship, anything like that, whether it be a friendship, whether you're supposed to meet somebody somewhere, and you dishonor that commitment, you're saying to yourself, I don't find myself to be valuable to meet them. I don't feel like I need to address that issue that I just you know, uh, didn't um, inform them that I wasn't going to be there. And not only that, you also are saying to them, like, I don't respect your time. Your time doesn't mean anything to me. So when you meet a person like that, you have to understand that that person is insecure. So 
a flaky person or someone that's not really like scheduled with their time and doesn't uh, stick to their word, you can never trust a person like that because they will lie to you. So this is a lesson I've had to learn so many times and it's been repeated, which tells me that you know I wasn't learning it fully. And that's okay because this is a university. This universe, this realm, the earth dimension is a... Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this dimension is a school and it's meant to teach you certain things, okay? So let's say if I had a client, okay, and I have actually done this many times because I'm very lenient with the way that I set up my phone sessions, but I've, I've started to become more critical on this, on this situation because if I have a client at 1 p.m. tomorrow and they don't show up at 1 p.m., that means I have to, you know, sacrifice their session. They lose their session because they didn't show up and they made an agreement and a commitment with me. So you have to think about that. When you arrange a time or a certain, you know, energy with someone, you have to be um, aligned with that and you never want to just ignore that person because then that shows that you don't respect their energy. So I don't want to make this sound too ranty because, um, this is just something that I felt like was important. This happened a couple of days ago. Like a client said like, oh, I'm not going to make it uh, tomorrow at this time. Can we reschedule? So usually it's cool to give someone 24 hours notice if you need to reschedule with them. That way they know, um, you know, you can reschedule it and you can have a time allotted for that situation. And then you can both be in alignment together. But if somebody just like blows you off, that's not cool. That's just... Uh, that's just someone that's immature, emotionally immature. And, um, you know, that's a lesson for you as well. That's, that's you learning self-love. So if you think that that person is there for no reason, they're there to teach you self-love. You can't respect and create boundaries within yourself. <laughs> it's really weird. The chat like lags. It doesn't, um, show up like instantly. I don't know why. I think it might be my phone. Um, but if you can't make boundaries and if you just let people just walk all over your time and your schedule, then that's telling the universe like that's okay. And then guess what happens when you do that? The universe gives you more of that. So it's nothing personal. You know, if you're in the chat and you think that I'm mad at you, I'm not mad at you at all. I don't care. But it's a vibration that you have to honor. You have to honor your time. So you have to realize like, okay, if you make a commitment that commitment is there and you know I've, I've flaked out so many times um, uh, on certain things and it's not even flaking out like sometimes I'll oversleep so I'll like miss something because I overslept and that happens um, but then you have to learn you have to accept the consequences of that and so that's a pretty um, you know harsh lesson especially if you have to keep learning it over and over and over again so, yeah, that was that, that was really all I had to say on the self-love kind of uh, concept. But from now on, what I'm going to be doing is once my website is finished, I mean, it's taking me forever because I'm not a website designer and I don't, you know, I'm not really skilled with that stuff. Um, but once it's finished, I will have like a disclaimer that says like all sessions must be, uh, if you need to reschedule, all sessions must be um, announced 24 hours beforehand that way I don't have people canceling last minute because if you cancel last minute that just is a waste of your money so um, another thing I wanted to talk about today with you guys 
is a lot of you guys may not know this is totally like a different subject so i'm just gonna like give it the energy feel to that subject um there's this dude named actualize.org and he has a lot of really great content um and his name is leo gura okay and so leo gura is a really great dude and he basically stopped posting videos he said he was going on a break for about a month a month and a half and um it was interesting because he said he was going to go into deep isolation like deep quarantine within himself and then he went into quarantine um literally like a week and a half before the whole coronavirus happened so it was really entertaining to see how he was like ahead of the curve maybe he sensed the energy which is really funny to me but so this dude okay I highly suggest you guys check out his work because his work is some of the most comprehensive and detailed information I've found on YouTube in terms of metaphysics and spirituality. And, you know, I've modeled a lot of my videos and, and concepts off of his, his work. But one thing that I can say is that I never, you know, like just cookie cutter took his information and, and then made it into my videos. But what I will do is he gave a lot of insights and knowledge to me when I was younger. So like 14, 15, when I used to watch a lot of his videos and, um, after having a lot of consciousness experiences myself, I was able to take that information and then actually apply it and make it into knowledge. So the video you guys may have seen yesterday, um, was basically the universe and God explained, which details what is God? What is the universe? That was a concept that I had understood from one of his videos, but I had never concretely understood it, like uh, actualized it, <laughs> so to speak. But I never actualized it until I had certain mystical experiences or energetic experiences or whatever you want to call it. Um, so the point that I'm trying to make is he's been missing and you know he hasn't posted a video in a very long time. And the reason is because he's been on this psychedelic binge. Okay, so there's a lot of communities out there that they indulge in the psychedelics as the means to raise their consciousness. Is there anything wrong with psychedelics? No, psychedelics are an incredible tool. But the problem is when you use them to the extent that you can tell somebody literally goes deranged because see, you have this neurochemistry and this delicate wiring. Your brain is like this complex series of wiring within yourself. And if you're constantly putting stuff into your brain and putting your stuff into your body, you're changing the neurochemistry of that uh, of those circuits, and you're gonna fry your circuits. It's like you're constantly getting all this this energy and electricity. What's up, the breakaway civilization? So you're constantly getting all this energy and all this um, fluctuation within your hormones, and it causes you it causes your mind to become very unstable. So. I've talked about this in the past a few times. I have a lot of friends that delve heavy into psychedelics and me myself, like I've done them, but the thing is that I don't need them anymore because I know how to use my pineal glands. And when you know how to use your pineal gland, you realize you are the psychedelic. You have the, uh, the capabilities and the capacity to really become psychedelic anytime you want to. Um, so... Leo Gura, basically, he's been making a lot of videos on 5-MeO-DMT, and 5-MeO-DMT is a little bit different of a molecule than actual NN-DMT. NN-DMT is the psychedelic DMT that people claim when they, they smoke it, they see a bunch of uh, 
you know, um, machine elves and energy, and they go to a different dimension and stuff like that. And then five MBO DMT is uh, another frequency or another chemical, another compound that basically makes you infinite, and it, it spawns or it's it's sourced from it's sourced from the uh, <clears throat> Bufo Alvarius toad. Okay, that Bufo Alvarius toad is. <laughs> Yes, I do remember. <laughs> um, so the Bufo Alvarius toad uh, is a very rare toad that is basically found within, uh, I think it's the Arizona desert. I can't remember. I'm not 100% sure. But this toad contains this chemical, which the 5-MeO-DMT is so potent, it literally knocks all sense of your ego, all sense of who you are, all sense of I, like... You sitting here, you have this concept of you, or I, and that I is basically your story that you tell yourself. It's a running program. It's crazy. When you go into a deep, deep meditation, you realize what the ego is. The ego is this complex program that's constantly seeking to survive. And so you have to sit there in a lot of presence, a lot of awareness to actually understand what your ego is. You can see your ego um, from a higher perspective. As you raise your level of consciousness, you see the default programming that basically sits on your uh, your consciousness because it's attached to your body. So, um, back to what I was talking about originally. Leo has been experimenting with 5-MeO-DMT and he claims that 5-MeO-DMT is the only way to achieve enlightenment. It's the only way to achieve these mystical, these hyper-mystical states of consciousness. And um, see, the problem that I have with that is, first of all, he has almost a million followers. So now he's going to have a million people thinking that 5-MeO-DMT is the only way to reach these levels of consciousness, which I don't agree with because our brains actually produce 5-MeO-DMT. Now, is there a problem with using 5-MeO-DMT once in a while? No, that's fine. But the problem is when you think that the 5-MeO-DMT contains the enlightenment and you have to keep smoking it or snorting it every week or every two weeks or whatever he's doing, um, in his last video, you could tell he was really messed up. Like his, his face, his body, he just looked like he was drained of his life force and... I wish I could talk to this dude in person because I would be able to explain to him, you know, your teachings are so deep and so insightful, but what you're missing is the energetic component of reality. So you're not understanding if you were to just raise your, your energy and raise your frequency, which your frequency is already raised a lot. If you were to just raise your frequency consistently and activate your energy, that would activate your DNA. That would activate your, um, your, you know, dormant strains of DNA, and then that would be able to plug you into the neurochemistry that's already within you. So you would be able to release DMT and 5-MeO-DMT while you were meditating. And that, you know when it's being released because it shoots you out into a totally different dimension. And somebody just commented, unplug the matrix. He's always in the chat room, so what's up, brother? Um... You know, 
he always tells he um I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about something else. Um Damn, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh okay, so Oh yeah, so the energy. So using five MEO DMT is not the sustainable way to activate your pineal gland and activate yourself into these states of consciousness. The way to do it is to slowly level up your consciousness. Because, see, he's he's also trying to do this thing where he wants to retain that level of awareness all the time. And that's not, that's not practical, okay? You can reach very high levels of consciousness where you are one with everything, but in order to function in our society, you cannot be always at one with everything. At least I don't think I can. Maybe you can. Maybe he can do it. But, um... I'm out of this matrix. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's possible that he's able to do it and he's able to reach a permanent state of enlightenment or high level of consciousness um, from using 5-MeO-DMT repeatedly. But what I've seen from his channel and from what he's teaching is that he's constantly chasing that high, the, the high of the infinite love or the unconditional love that the drug basically um, stimulates for your consciousness. Because when you're in these states, and this is how I know the DMT is being released from my brain, that, that and the visuals, when you're in these states, it's like this wave of love, this wave of this fabric of love of the universe just comes flowing through you from everywhere not just from not just from externally but also from within and you tap into like that frequency and that you know is god okay that is 100% what god is like i can sit here and, and try to explain it to you but every time i tap into it i cannot contain it it's just the most incredible experience um in the world and it almost is so incredible that you're like I don't want to do anything else other than just sit here and experience that state. So that's what I think he's tr he's falling into the trap of. Because when you get to that level of consciousness, you realize, okay, I can tap into this love all of the time. And I can just be love and just sit and do nothing. Because you're just so blissed out. You're so um, connected. And there's nothing else to do after you're connected. After you're truly blissed out. That's why uh, you see a lot of enlightened masters. What do they do for most of their time? They just meditate. Because they're blissing themselves out. They're tripping on 5-MeO and NNDMT all day long. So, it's not practical. If you're trying to live a practical life and, you know, exist in the matrix... Um, you can't always be triggering that state. You have to do it. And what I, what I like to do is I found a good balance. You live your life normally, and then at nighttime, you trigger the state of that consciousness, and you activate your, your pineal glands, and you release the DMT. And this has been a nightly process. Every single night I've been doing it, and I've been doing it heavily, try, trying to push my limits to see how much DMT I can really push out of my own brain. Um, it's almost like you're actually tripping because, I mean, it is like you're tripping. Uh, and the, the craziest part is, so when you take a psychedelic, what happens is the psychedelic controls the trip. So you are basically at the mercy of the trip. 
but when you're taking your own DMT, um, there's still remnants within your brain all the time. So even if you're not pumping it out right now, it's still there. So if I look around my room, I can still see like energy moving and different lights and stuff that I know um, other people would not see unless they've really activated their pineal gland as well. And then you can see like all kinds of like ripples and it just looks like everything is a basically like an ocean of frequencies. So in summary, like I wanted to just say, I wish I could talk to this dude and, and give him a little bit of help because um, I know that he's, you know, he's reached a level of consciousness that's um, inhuman and just incredible. And most people will never reach it even with the 5-MeO-DMT because it takes a certain level of of open-mindedness and understanding. Um, what the psychedelic does is all it does is show you who you really are. So it's going to be a catalyst to that unconditional love. If you don't have that love within you because you're all blocked up, then you're going to experience the terror of that experience, which that's another, you know, that's like the flip side. So, um... Spiritual away? Spirited away. I've never heard of that thing. Do you think he would talk to you on live? You live on that? Yeah, um, yeah, he may talk to me live. Um, I've talked to him, like, once or twice on the forum, uh, on his forum, but, you know, he's a, he's a busy dude. He has a, uh, a whole business, but, um, from what I suspect, he's probably not caring about his business anymore. I think what he does most of his time is, He's trying to figure out how to experience that that high of the DMT because there's nothing better. Like as as I explained, after you experience that frequency of energy, you don't want to do anything else. You just want to sit there and just bliss out. So, yeah. Um, there's not really much else I had to say for today. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he will be back. I think he'll be coming back in the next couple weeks or so. He, he talks about healing, right? So he was talking about how he wanted to have this healing power. And this healing power, is it's almost comical to me because, uh, you know, healing, energetic healing is not that difficult. It's not, it's not, I wouldn't consider it to be like a high level ability. It's definitely impressive, but there's more impressive things with energy. And so, again, he's still... Um, He's still not understanding the energy aspect from what I've uh, heard in his videos. Like he doesn't comprehend the that we're electromagnetism. We have an energy field. We can connect into energy around us and project it and absorb it. So I would love to talk to him about that and you know give him some guidance and share what I've learned. And I'm sure he could share a lot of deep, deep knowledge on his revelations and you know his understandings on. Uh, epistemology and all kinds of stuff like that so it's you know we could always be sharing and giving each other knowledge some negative entities use love to manipulate people so you have to watch out for that well yeah they definitely do use uh, love to manipulate people but see there's many there's love with attachments which causes restriction and control over a person and makes them feel um, basically limited in their mind and, and stuff like that and then there's also uh unconditional love and unconditional love i think is 
something totally different. Unconditional love is not with attachments. It's just, it's like riding the wave in the ocean. So you can get caught in a nasty current or a nasty tide, but if you learn how to just surf the waves of the ocean perfectly, then you are just totally in the flow state. So that's what love is. It's being totally tapped into that flow state energy all the time. And the more you, you purify your soul and your energy, the more of that energy just flows through you and all, the t all the time. And then, as I said, you can basically just sit there and do nothing and just be blissed out. So, yeah, guys. Um, I think that was everything. My book is coming along pretty well. I've writ I wrote a couple more pages today. Uh, I'll probably write some more tonight. Should be out in a couple months. So, thank you so much for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed the quick little live stream. Please click the like button for me if you enjoyed the video. And I will catch you guys on the flip side. Much love.